Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We welcome you in. It is another edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM back for the show on a Wednesday. Great to see Michael Lombardi back on the show. I'm Ben Wilson in for Patrick Maher. We'll see Patrick back again tomorrow. Great to see you as always, Michael. And you have a fresh article as well up at vcin.com right now. A lot for us to get into, including that article talking some 49ers. What an impressive showing that was Monday night, 24-9 win over the Rams. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's been happening all year with this 49er defense. They're fast, they're athletic. Uh, I think what gets kind of often overlooked when you watch them play is how good they tackle. You know, there's no free yards. There's no missed tackles and you run for 20 yards or like on the Debo Samuel touchdown run, you know, where he breaks three tackles and all of a sudden he's in the end zone. So, look, I mean, they can carry a team. They're really good. I don't know how they lost to Chicago. I mean, I know it was weather-related and Fields made a a, a couple throws, but – to me, they're really good. They're hard to play. They're going to consistently get better. And even though Nick Bosa is the 23rd best defensive end in all of football, you know, they're still pretty good. It's something you referenced in your article as well. And you compare this defense to some of the elite groups we've seen in the past. When you were an executive, you had to scheme and scout against the 2000 Ravens, the 2002 Bucks, the Legion of Boom in the mid-2010s with the Seahawks. Where does this 49er defense compare right now when you watch them on film? Well, the point I was trying to make on the article, Ben, was, look, it's hard to really judge how fast they are when you watch the tape, right? So mm-hmm. when you're watching coaching tape, you see, especially from a high angle, you see a receiver opened or you see, you know, a hole here. 
But the way they run to the football, the way they close it down, they remind me of that Ravens 2000 team. They remind me of that Buck 2000. Now, they don't, you know, of course, we know the Chargers have Pro Bowl players on every level, but they don't play like this. They don't play as fast as this defense does. And a lot of it is set, you know, by Warner, the middle linebacker, who's fast, but all their defensive fronts fast. They play up the field, but they play under control. They play under control, and they're a gap-oriented defense that can get into their gap and play off the blocks. They're really good, and so I think they're in there. I don't know where they'll end up statistically on how we compare them, but I know this, the Ravens with Ed Reed, they had a playmaker in the middle of the field. They had Ray Lewis, and they had a really great front. Well, this team has playmakers in the back end. They've got Fred Warner, and they've got a really good front, and their front's not even 100% healthy. They're not even 100% healthy. Mm -hmm. you know. So Kinlaw's been kind of hurt all year. Armstead hasn't been 100%. I think the sky's the limit. Look, they have the kind of team that can shut down an offense. And as much as we get carried away with offensive football, ultimately defense wins. And that's what I wrote about in my book. When you when you look at some of the great players in the Hall of Fame and some of the great teams, they all had nicknames with their defensive front. Yeah. August 23, right? That's when the, when the book's coming out? 2023, yeah, in August. Beautiful. So I don't know what's the date, but it'll be out in August. So. Okay. But I, I think when you watch this team, it's just it's fun to watch, and mm -hmm. you can't repeat a play. You know, Sean tried to run that bubble, that 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 glance screen out there, and the next thing you know, it's seven the other way. And they're good at playing in tight games. I mean, as long as Garoppolo doesn't turn the ball over, and and they can now they they've lost another left tackle, so now they're down to their fourth string left tackle. That's going to be problematic when they play against some of the better teams. It'll be problematic with Carolina because Carolina with Burns over there can rush. So they're going to have to play a slower paced game when they go into Carolina. They'll stop Carolina. I mean, Breaker Mayfield only averages 16 completions per game. I mean, high school high school teams get more than 16 per game. So that's going to be the issue there when you when they play. And right, you mentioned what a lot of us would probably still consider the one thing holding San Francisco holding them back at least for now. And it is the question of what do you get at the quarterback position? Even if we probably, you know, just on a general sense, you look at the numbers, the move from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo because of the injury in week two, pretty clear upgrade for what Jimmy G is right now in his career. At the same time, though, if you compare just the accuracy numbers, Michael, from a season ago where Garoppolo profiled pretty much in the top five in completion percentage over expectation and was in general a very accurate passer because of the scheme that the 49ers set up for him, it's fallen off at least in his first couple of starts. Do you view that as just being a, a really more a product of the rust, not having as much of the time playing in preseason yeah. or, or something more with that? No, I think he looks – I thought he looked really good the other night. I mean, I think he overthrew 15 Jennings on that one throw, but I think Jennings had a key drop on a third down. I thought he had really good rhythm. I thought he had uh, – his eye level was really good. I thought he put the ball in the right spots, and I think he had complete control of the game. You know, on third down, they did a good job of protecting him. They mixed up their scheme. You know, look, I think Jimmy knows the role he has to play. I think Jimmy takes so much heat. Like, Jimmy wasn't a, a bottom five quarterback in the league. If he doesn't turn the ball over – and if they can keep their run game going, keep Kittle healthy, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're hard to play. I mean, the Cowboys give up 0.23 points per play. I mean, this team gives up 0.187. That's a significant drop-off mm -hmm. between that. The team they played, the Rams, is 0.38. There's a 20-point – there's a 0.2 percentage gap in between the point per play. That's remarkable.
and you look at a team now leading the NFL in, in that metric point per play, yards per play, tied for second in fewest yards per drive allowed as well. We have a pretty good idea what we're getting week to week with this 49er defense. And you no. talk about how you really like where the, the ceiling is for this team going forward as an overall unit. They're still basically co-favorites here with the Rams. Plus 120 at BetMGM is the latest odds that come out even after the Monday night game. Is this a situation where you'd maybe try to get in front of that number and, and maybe feel like, all right, could this be the last chance to get the Niners at a plus price before things start to switch if you are that high on, on what the Niners could potentially be here rest of the way? I mean, did you think that game the other night, the Rams were even ever in that game? Did you ever get the sense? I never did. I mean, I gave out San Francisco as a pick. I never got. I never thought that they were going to be threatened, right? And and I knew Stafford was going to turn the ball over. It was just a matter of time. I mean, now look, they've got a tough schedule. They got to play the the Chiefs. They got to play the Rams. They got to play the Chargers. But Arizona, Arizona is one of the worst scoring teams in the league. Kyler Murray averages like five point three net yards per attempt. It's ridiculously bad, right? So. I don't know where the and, and the Rams to me aren't healthy in their offensive line, which compounds a lot of their problems. I think they're the best team in the West by far. I think to me, Philadelphia and them are the two best teams after four weeks that I've seen in the NFC. Green Bay's defense is good, but mm -hmm. Green Bay's offense isn't to where it needs to be to be in the same level. Green Bay goes out there and tries to play San Francisco. They'll have a hard time moving the ball. Think about this. I know Seattle. It, it, I know Detroit's defense is horrendous, but Seattle never punted against Detroit. They never punted against Detroit. They couldn't get 10 yards against San Francisco. Eight drives, seven scores, one missed field goal. That was it for Seattle against I mean, the if they Detroit don't turn the ball over on the punt, I mean, they dropped the punt, you know? And so, look, it, it, and I know Campbell's going to change all these things this week. Why is he changing them now and he didn't do it last week? I, I don't know. We'll do a documentary on that. We'll see of that. Course. But to me, I just think, to me, we get so caught up as as fans of football in offensive football when the reality of it is is when you look at the games it's defense that wins championships and this defense is elite this defense is really good now i'll say this philly's defense has gotten better partly because they changed the scheme it's no longer jonathan scannon's going to play the the matt eberflus cover three and play one front they've changed the scheme they do zone blitzes they do man blitzes they changed up their front's good, too. Their front's not as good as this, but they're better at linebacker than they were last year, so they have more speed, right? You're, you always evaluate your team by the middle linebacker. How fast is the middle linebacker? And then if you and if he does, and how many tackles do you miss on defense? The Lions miss a bunch. San Francisco doesn't miss any. You talked about the Monday night game as well and how you could tell pretty early the personnel discrepancy with all the injuries as well on that Ram offensive line compared with what San Francisco was bringing at them. That was an in-game bet I had made under the team total in that it within the game, 16 and a half. You look forward to this week, Carolina's team total is 16 and a half. Panthers have a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who is last among all qualified starters in basically every single quarterback metric. I get it. Not an ideal situation to be put in when you're traded halfway through the summer you come into camp a couple weeks before the start of preseason, splitting reps to begin. Not exactly like a, a situation built for success for Baker Mayfield in Carolina. But having said that, you see Carolina getting to 17. How, how are they getting there outside of defensive scores or special teams? 
Well, they got to turn the ball over. They got to gain possessions. I mean, look, you I watch Carolina game religiously. My son's there. I mean, Baker's struggling to complete just pedestrian passes. Just pedestrian passes. I mean, you know, they're just trying to. They got guys wide open. He can't. They got DJ Moore wide open. He can't get him the ball. I mean, he's got guys. He, you know, it's just unfortunate that Baker is. I think Baker's in a funk. I think Baker's lost his confidence. I think Baker's doesn't have that same swagger. I don't think he can see either. I think that's always been Baker's problem. He get way too many balls tipped at the line, especially when he plays against the front like the 49ers, who is Armstead six seven inside there. You know, it's hard to throw the ball over big guys on the inside. I, I think this number. If you like San Francisco here. That I think the under is going to continue to come down, mm-hmm. and I think this will go over seven. It's six and a half right now. I think it'll hit seven by Friday. I really do. I think this number is going to keep going up. Was it four and a half for San Francisco before the Monday night game? Has already ticked up a couple of points, and that total. Oh, I thought now. it was more than that. Really, yeah. it was only four and a half before that. Oh my gosh! I, I, I'll really, that I'll seems- really shock you here, Michael. The look ahead was three before the games on Sunday. Well, yeah, because I mean. You know, but but those look-aheads are counting on the quarterback making a few plays. Exactly. I mean, I I just think to me, you know, I don't think it's fair. You know, I mean, Carolina's not a bad – they're not a bad one-and-three team. They just have no ability to really get any – I mean, they can't complete a pass. That's the bigger problem, right? They can't complete a pass, and that's the issue. A pedestrian pass. I mean, a fullback in the flat. I mean, they can't even do that. Only issue for San Francisco this week, it's a short week, cross-country trip after an emotional Monday night game against a division rival. Those are just the spots that always concern you as betters, but how are you taking points with Carolina at this rate? With everything you laid out for Baker Mayfield, it's a tough spot. Under is probably the way to look, at least as we sit uh, right now. We have a big show for you today. Mike Sando, who's a Hall of Fame and MVP voter, is going to join the show in about 45 minutes. Harry Gagnon who is the co-host of the Against All Odds podcast, set to join the show in hour number two. whole lot more for us to get into as we continue on right here on the Lombardi Line. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot, 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Patrick back with us tomorrow on the Lombardi Line. I'm Ben Wilson in for Patrick today here at our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Back with Michael Lombardi himself here on the show New book titled Football Done Right, coming next August. Excited for that. And I know you're a historian of the NFL. You've worked in the league for so much of your life, Michael. And you yet have never seen, until this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers is a two-touchdown underdog. It's never happened until now. How amazing is that? That The franchise like Pittsburgh has never been a two-touchdown dog until October the 7th, 2022, against Buffalo. Well, there was a time when the Pittsburgh Steelers were not very good. So, you know, they were going through coaches. I mean, they cut they, – they wouldn't even let – Walt Kessler wouldn't even let Johnny Unitas take any snaps and and just kind of moved them on. Jim Finks became the, the heir apparent to be in the star quarterback. And, 
you know, the next thing you know, they they were out in port they were out in Portland, Oregon, and they cut they cut Unitas, and he had a hitchhike back home because he wanted to try to get a job. <laughs> he had to pay the rent. So, like, we've kind of lost sight of how bad they were at one time. Now, I, I have great respect for Mike Tomlin, and they're going through a transitionary state, much like they do uh, defensively. Losing T.J. Watt was significant. I mean, that they lost last week. I was just talking to a friend. I mean. I was on the Pittsburgh side at three and a half. And, and actually, when I watched the tape and went over the game, I, I don't think it was a bad play. I really don't. Pittsburgh should have covered that number. and They had it. They just made mistakes down the stretch, and the Jets put together two of their best drives of the season, convert a fourth and seven, convert a red zone touchdown, and, and they were find a way to win that game and, and give, the, give the Jets credit. But the Steelers are going to have to slow this game down. They moved the ball on the Jets. Even when Trubisky was in the game, they moved the ball. They were running the football. They just can't overcome mistakes. And when you go into Buffalo, they went in there last year as a six-and-a-half-point dog opening day. They blocked a punt. They were able to find a way to win. You know, this is going to be a harder game. A harder game because Pickett is going to have to deal with the McDermott-Leslie Frazier defense, which is not easy when the game's going to figure it out. And that's the big discussion now for this week where Mitch Trubisky – is pulled at halftime of that game. As you talk about, Pittsburgh's up 20 to 10 with the ball at the Jet 37 or so yard line with under five minutes yeah. to go. How, especially against a, a Jet offense that to that point had essentially put together one drive. You're going to win the football game, what, 95% of the time, Michael, wouldn't you say, in that, in that normal scenario? And then Kenny Pickett throws a ball who comes in at halftime as the first round quarterback drafted by Pittsburgh, throws a pick into double coverage. All of a sudden, it felt like it happened very quickly. 15 minutes later, Jets go out of there with a, a victory. And so you have this switch to QB. A lot was made of Mitch Trubisky not getting the job done. You can't win with him as a quarterback. What do you make of just the timing here of the decision? Coming in first at halftime, and now you go on the road to Buffalo. And as you just mentioned, certainly a huge spot this week. Well, for Mike Tomlin, I think it was simply this. You know, the Jets don't do very much defensively that you didn't prepare for. And for Trubisky to miss some throws that he should have made that against coverages that he knew were there, and it wasn't like the Jets did something unique. And Mike probably said, look, I, 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 we, can't, we can't manufacture this. If he can't execute against this kind of scheme, I'm not saying the Jets aren't good, but their scheme is predictable, and you know what they're in. And if he can't make plays against them, when are we going to make it? And he, I think he felt like his team needed a spark. You know, they're down 10-6 at the half. They got very fortunate. The Jets, in a typical fashion, had a, a personal foul penalty at the end of the first half, which gave Boswell a chance to hit a long field goal. They go in 10-6. Then they get some things going with Pickett. Oftentimes with young quarterbacks, they, they do things to offset something that happens. So on first and 10 at the 39, they run a toss play to the little back they have, and he drops it. They lose six yards. So to make up for it, they're trying to throw a ball. He should have just thrown the ball away, right? So mm -hmm. third and 16 will live for a punt and go on and go from there. Unfortunately, he didn't and gave the Jets some momentum. But, look, they had a chance on fourth and seven. And Corey, and Corey Davis catches a slant. He's wide open. I mean, the, Jets could, the, the Steelers couldn't make a play when they had to. And at the end of the day, you now make the switch, Mitchell Trubisky, for people saying, well, look, it was two short quarterback sneaks for Kenny Pickett. Couldn't Mitch Trubisky have done that? I, you Sure, you could make the point, but at least compared to the other no. qualified quarterbacks so far, uh, Trubisky, he, he, the, well, yeah, the go first, ahead. The first touchdown drive, the first touchdown drive, Pickett made a great read and a quick decision, something that there's no way Trubisky would have done. 
He was smart with the ball. He had Fryer move down the seam. He had a blitzer coming right at him, and he put the ball right where he needed to put. That was a big-time play. That was the play of the game for, for, for Pickett. I mean, you could see Pickett. Now, you know, now they're going to have a little bit more of a chance to kind of diversify their portfolio. You were going nowhere with Trubisky. Now, I know that we all believe that Trubisky went to Buffalo and got rehab, but at the end of the day, there's no rehab for Trubisky. He just is not an instinctive player playing the position. He's a, a kid that played quarterback because he has a great arm, but he doesn't have great instincts, and he can't control the football. And when he doesn't make plays against a, a very simple defense, going into Buffalo with him is only going to be mm-hmm. problematic. Only Justin Fields and Baker Mayfield with lower completion percentages through the first four weeks than Mitchell Trubisky. When you look at that But that's decision, not a surprise. Is that no. a surprise to you? Not at all, su- but that's why the decision is easy. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, we're going nowhere. We're going absolutely nowhere with this guy. And I think the team doesn't believe in him. You know, I think that's the other thing. It's interesting where the Bears team is because, you know, look, the Bears' offensive front takes a lot of heat. Don Martindale ran a blitz against the Bears that he kept running because they never re- they never changed the protection because the quarterback never changed the protection. I mean, Fields and, – and when you go over Fields' completions, most of them – I mean, he had a hell of a throw on a deep ball. Uh, on a post route, he had a throw, had a nine throw, had a great, he had two great throws in that game. But in in between those and his other nine completions, there are bubble screens or flats. Like, you can't run that. You can't make a living off that. And the line, you know, and unless he runs with it, it's going to be hard. Like I don't know why it's so hard to say that Justin Fields isn't playing well. Like I don't understand it. Just like Baker Mayfield, it's not hard to say he's not playing mm-hmm. well. I mean, you know, you got to, if you see it, you have to say it. I mean, it's pretty clear. You can't complete it. You got to, you got to have completed passes against you. You know, I mean, San Francisco, you know, against as good as they are defensively, their opponents complete 65% of their passes against them. Now, a lot of them are short, but they do that, right? But if you can't, if you're completing 16 passes a game, how are you going to do that? The fact that Cooper Cup has more receptions through four weeks than Justin Fields has completions. Probably all you need to say on, on the Justin Fields situation I mean, but look, in look, last weekend was a strange bet. I mean, the Falcons won a game. They had seven completions. In the Bears-Giants game, there were only 20 completions combined. I mean, we're getting bad quarterbacking play. We're really getting – and that's why it's shocking that the lines are reacting to Cooper Rush because he's a backup. What do you think some of these other guys are? Like I'll give you a line that that makes no sense is Miami, the Miami Jet line. Mm-hmm. Like they're treating that two is injury. The line's only three and a half. That line should be higher. There's no, there's not going to be a lot of difference between Bridgewater and Tua. There's trust me on that. But the books yep. making it out. The 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 people that do algorithms and bet games for a living, they're going to be on Buffalo. They're going to be on Miami. Now, if that line starts to move too far, it will be. But that line to me. You got to find out what where the quarterback is. It's like when Mac Jones got hurt. All of a sudden, the line went to nine and a half. Did anybody watch Mac Jones play? He wasn't playing any good. Pretty. <laughs> All the t- t- I mean, lead uh, t- t- top three as far as most uh, ter- turnovers there through the first few weeks, and we saw how that worked for New England covering against Green Bay. At least to t- tie the knot on this picket decision, because as you laid out all the, you know these bottom tier quarterbacks who we're discussing. This was the one situation, though, in Pittsburgh where head coach Mike Tomlin actively makes that decision to say Mitch Trubisky is not a key to success right now. He is not getting the job done. 
We're going to Pickett. And Pickett was getting a lot of buzz preseason in that rookie of the year market, now about 7-1 to one at BetMGM. But his first, three of his first four starts, Michael, to come in, you go at Buffalo, at home against Tampa, top five defense, even with giving up 41 to the Chiefs on Sunday night, do get a home game against, I should say, a road game against the Dolphins, who's had a, a struggling defense so far, and then at Philadelphia. Are we really ready to say Kenny Pickett now is all of a sudden going to just elevate himself into a mid-tier to upper echelon level of quarterbacking play? I think what we're saying is Mike Tomlin thinks he can manage the game better with Pickett than he could with Trubisky. Because Mike Tomlin knows he's got to manage the game with the quarterback. So you might as well manage it with a guy that can complete passes against a guy that can't, right? So, like, it has nothing to do with experience. It has everything to do with how, do, how can I ses- successfully manage this game and win it? And, and that's what he's going to try to do. It's not yeah. about gaining yards. It's about how we're going to win the game. It's funny when you break it down like that. It's such a simple concept, yet we can sometimes talk ourselves in circles about it. Bottom line is, for Kenny Pickett, likely gives Pittsburgh better chance to win. Will they cover the 14 against Buffalo? That, that's another question. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll discuss some Thursday night football injuries coming up next and then continue the awards discussion, some movement in the MVP market that we'll discuss next on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips. Season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I'm Ben Wilson, back in for Patrick Maher with Michael Lombardi on the East Coast. Give him a follow at M Lombardi NFL. Mike Sando from The Athletic joins us in about 15 minutes. Harry Gagden next hour. So, fun show here still to come on the Lombardi line. We were just talking how Kenny Pickett, Michael, into the Rookie of the Year conversation yeah. now, 7-1 to at BetMGM. We've seen some significant moves, though, in other markets, including in MVP, where it has certainly seemed to become a four-player race right now. Jalen Hurts has moved into a tie for third with Lamar Jackson at BetMGM. Each of those players at plus 550. And what's interesting about those two specifically being in that same odds mark is that Lamar Jackson, you go back to 2019, in Baltimore, rushes 176 times, a quarterback record, wins MVP that year. You want to take a guess on what pace Jalen Hurts is on to get as far as number of carries this year, Michael? Because the number would probably surprise a lot of people so far. Oh, I think he, well, I think he's, well, going into the game against Jacksonville, he had 37 carries, and I, I think he had 13 against Jacksonville, 11. So I think he's at 50. He's going to have over 200 carries because they run, they run Oklahoma's offense. I mean, that's what they run. I mean, I, I've said this now for a year and a half now. They run Oklahoma's offense. They, they have a great inside zone, outside zone scheme. They give them a lot of easy throws, and they do a good job of managing him. And, and, and here's how you know teams are managing their quarterback, right? Like Seattle, for example. Seattle only leads the league in the least amount of incomplete passes. Okay? They only throw less than eight incomplete passes a game. Chicago is number two in that category. They only throw 8.3. Why? But they don't throw very much. They can't complete them, so they don't throw them. Follow me? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't, so they don't call them. They run it. Tennessee's third. 
again, they run it. They don't want to. Meanwhile, the Jets are, are one of the worst teams in the league. They have over 20 incomplete passes per game. Washington's second at 16.3. They're not managing their teams. Arizona, who has the most completions of anybody, also has the least amount of incompletions of 15.5. So the point of the story is, is how do you manage them? And Baltimore always has done a good job of managing Lamar, and Jalen Hurts is being managed. And if they win as many games as Philly can win, Hurts mm-hmm. is going to be a solid play, not because of he's an elite player, but because of how they elitely have managed him. 225 is the pace he's on. So you're right, well over a 200-carry pace, which would shatter the previous quarterback record by about 50 carries. I don't know and if he could stay healthy, though, Ben. That's, that's the problem. Well right. I don't know. Now, he, you know, can he stay healthy for 200 carries? But I will say this. We are slowly moving, slowly moving. We saw it last week in Baltimore. We are moving to the single-wing version of, of, of pro football. And this is one of the things that keeps Russell Wilson from being the Russell of old is there, that element of running with moving the pocket, moving around, making plays. I think Lamar would be much better if they bootlegged and moved him out. I think he would be much better. But I, I've been I've been preaching mm-hmm. that for three years. Nobody listens. So, I mean, Josh Allen's going to lead both quarterbacks last week in Baltimore and Buffalo. They led their team in rushing attempts with 11. It's amazing when you consider that we are in the year 2022 and that is how some of the quarterbacking breakdowns have gone. And you're mentioning RPO with the run pass option. League-wide percentage is around 8.5%. Philadelphia is at nearly 20%. Only the Chiefs run more RPO than Philadelphia has so far this season. And you, you have to ask, as a result, how sustainable is this from Jalen Hurts' perspective, A, from health, and B, from productivity as a runner who has been someone who's taken a lot of violent hits. We saw the touchdown run against Jacksonville. Guy gets guy gets nailed at the goal line. Those aren't the type of hits that you normally see guys like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes take. So that's what I wonder on the Philadelphia yeah. side. I mean, he dishes out punishment, there's no doubt. Uh, but but look, they, they have to play this way. The, Jalen Hurts is never going to develop into a Tom Brady-type quarterback, stay in the pocket, read it out, go. This is the offense, and credit Philadelphia. They have to run this. They have to. They got into it. Look, I've worked for Jeff Lurie. Jeff Lurie loves to throw the ball. He wants to throw it 60 times a game. He thinks you score points with 60. So for him and his organization to do this complete transformation and become a running team, it's really because it's the best for the team. It's the only way they can win. And because if they go another direction, they won't. They have to put Minshew in. Now, that doesn't take anything away from Hurts and his MVP odds. It's just they're doing a really good job of managing them. And what we're seeing is unless you have a guy like Herbert, unless you have a guy that's really Aaron Rodgers or Brady, these guys that just stay in the pocket, it beca- the game becomes harder and harder for them. And, and you get too many incomplete passes, and all of a sudden you don't convert enough. And you got to have some movement at that position. That's what makes mm-hmm. Fields such a problem because he's got the movement. He just can't – he doesn't have the feel or the instincts to play the position. And you combine what we're seeing. We just talked about these MVP odds now with Jalen Hurts. You can find in the market still in the plus 550 range or so. You wrote at vcin.com. You're thinking NFC right now. San Francisco, Philadelphia, your top two teams. Nick Sirianni is sub two to one to win coach of the year as a clear, obvious favorite at the moment through four weeks. You think that's how it'll end? We, we know we know that the NFL, it's always broken up into four different seasons within the greater season at large. 
between San Francisco and Philadelphia, you, you expect the Eagles to continue this pace here? I know everybody's buzzing and all excited right now, ready to hand the Lombardi trophy there to uh, Philadelphia. Well, I mean, look, it's uh, everything comes down to health, right? I mean, all these teams, it comes down to your health. I mean, the Rams were fortunate last year to, to stay healthy. They lost Whitworth for a period of time, but now we're seeing them lose guys. I mean, Philadelphia's got to stay healthy, especially in their offensive line. Last year they had Lane Johnson miss a bunch of games. You know, they've got to stay healthy. A lot of this comes down to the health and who gets who plays their best at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And But don't minimize, and I wrote this too, don't minimize. These September win teams, are, are, they're there for the end. They're not, they won't typically go away. Last year, the Bengals were 3-1. and one. The Rams were 3-1. and one. I mean, September, playing well in September means you, you're a good team. I, I, can't, I can't find seven playoff teams in the NFC. I really can't. I can find six. I think six. Minnesota's yeah. the seventh, but yeah, but that's it. But in the AFC, even a team like the Raiders, which are 1-3, they're better than a 1-3 record, whereas the Giants are 3-1. and one. They're not a playoff team. And the team the Raiders just beat, Denver, you mentioned Russell Wilson a second ago, how his struggles have been a big reason why Denver only sits right now at 2-2. Two and two. A lot of injury concerns on both sides, though. Denver hosting Indianapolis on Thursday night football. Russell Wilson limited for the second straight day in practice. Broncos already on Sunday losing Javante Williams, likely for the season with multiple tears to his knee. And are forced to rely now on Melvin Gordon, who has been a fumbling machine as of late. Fumbles in a spot that allows the Raiders to return it for a touchdown, ultimately sealing the game in that particular spot. Yet the Broncos face an Indianapolis team that is in just as much injury hell as they are in Denver, where Jonathan Taylor yet to be officially ruled out, but feared to have suffered a high ankle sprain. Indianapolis coaches have been very coy here throughout the week. But as the line continues to sit, Broncos by about a field goal total at 42 and a half, at least on the Denver side, where it just seems like yet another chapter in a very chaotic, bizarre start to the season. What's the, what's the move forward for Denver now without their best skill position player in the backfield and a quarterback who's a not been efficient and B now seemingly less than a hundred percent. Well, I think to me, you know, Russell needs to move. He needs to move around. And when you look at Russell's stat sheet, like when you look at his stat sheet, I'm sure you watched the Raider game. His stat sheets were really good. You know, they looked really good. But did he? Did you feel like he was playing at his highest level? You know, I mean, I don't think so. You know, I, I didn't get that sense. His numbers look good, but was he playing at the best level? I see a guy that wants to get the ball out of his hand as quickly as he possibly can. And I see a guy that, you know, needs to move around and run his boots and make loose plays and break the defenses back. I see a defense that's more than willing to play cover two against them, where they play cover two against Derek Carr. Denver did, and Derek Carr had seven rushes in the game. I think he had five first downs running. I mean, that's the difference, right? So when you're playing Lamar Jackson and you're playing Josh Allen, you basically have to say, look, we're, we're, we can't engage in an underneath man coverage scheme because if they take off and run, our spy might not get them. That was the old Russell Wilson. The new Russell Wilson is we'll do that, mm-hmm. and it becomes harder and harder for him to make plays. And we knew the mobility was starting to fall off last year in Seattle. Took 20 sacks a season ago, did Russell Wilson on dropbacks of three seconds or longer. Clearly a telling sign that the mobility wall, as you talk about, that is clearly going to be a predictor of success. There's obviously, to me, a reason he has not been willing to do that as much, and it, it's shown in the numbers so far. 
Denver sitting at two and two and a, a what a spot for both of these teams. We can talk Colts a little bit later in the show, but Broncos laying three uh, right now for that spot. Before we get a break, real quick, our pro tip of the hour, which you greatly gave to us, Michael, right at the start of the show here, when evaluating the futures markets, want to hone in on teams with elite defenses. Ultimately, in the long run, as Michael was talking about, elite defense beats elite offense. And so for those teams that you have a really high confidence level in, those great defensive teams can represent very good value in the futures market. That's our pro tip of the hour, one every single hour here on VSIM. Mike Sando of The Athletic joins the show next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com. For terms and conditions, must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Patrick Maher back on the show tomorrow. I'm Ben Wilson in today from downtown Las Vegas, Circus Sportsbook Studios with Michael Lombardi. We welcome in Mike Sando, outstanding writer for The Athletic. You can follow it. Sando NFL and Mike has done a little bit of everything. He's a Hall of Fame selector for the NFL, votes on the MVP market, so we want to get Mike's thoughts on that. But what's interesting about having Mike on today, Michael, is that your your book coming out next August, you you talk about what your criteria is for uh, for Hall of Fame, whether that's players or coaches. So I'm sure fun for you to get to have a guy like Mike on who is very much at the the center of that here today. Yeah, I, I think yeah. to me it's great, I, and I I appreciate having you, Mike, because you know for me. I, I like to take some of the subjective, the politicking out of the selection committee. I don't have a vote. You do. Uh, but I think to me there has to be a criteria based on, you know, winning percentage. And it can't just be – it just can't be you went to the Super Bowl so you get in. You know, I mean, Marty Schottenheimer is only one of nine men on planet Earth, nine of planet Earth, that have won over 200 games. Now, he didn't win a title. He didn't win very many playoff games, and certainly you could knock him. But the fact that he won 200 games that only nine men on the planet could do, and that's less than four, less than five percent of the of the, all the people that have ever coached. To me, it's it 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 sparks at something that needs to be discussed. Absolutely, Michael. I'm so glad you brought this up because uh, I was named to the to the coaches subcommittee just this year, so I haven't been. Uh, I've been like everybody else. All of a sudden, Tom Flores is getting in, and I'm like, "What? You know, uh, can I just discuss this?" Now I'm in that, and I really worked hard this year to come up with criteria for coaches. And I think another one for guys like Marty, uh, you know, Mike Holmgren, um, is did you do it in more than one place? Because I think it's hard sometimes to know exactly why we win in football, right? I mean, there's there's so many things that go into it with the quarterback, the organization, uh, you know, the roster you inherited. Some luck is involved, too. But when you turn around places multiple times that were down and weren't winning before you got there, and certainly if you take them to the Super Bowl, but even if you just have great winning runs, um, to me, that goes a lot more than somebody who hit lightning in a bottle one place, and then they went two other places and fell on their face, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a big one to me, yep, too. And Marty no doubt. is in that Chuck Knox. You know, guys like that should be considered to me more than somebody who just had a nice run. Well, Chuck I Ducks, think yeah. the Friders don't. I mean, look, Nolan, Nolan Ryan didn't win the Cy Young Award. 
in his career, you know, I mean, which is remarkable yeah. because the writers have a criteria that they think it, that to every right to write, not to disrespect the writer I write too, is people think <laughs> it's easy to win games in the NFL. It's the hardest thing to do, right? It's really impossible. Yeah. And, and the fact that one of the sections of the book that I talk about is, is like you take Mike, Mike Holmgren, Mike Holmgren to me qualifies based on my criteria to get into the hall of fame easily. But, you know, sometimes I think that your second stint affects your first stint, right? You know, he goes to Seattle. Even though they go to the Super Bowl, people look at it and say, well, it wasn't that good, you know, yada, yada, yada. Hank Stram goes to New Orleans after Kansas City, and nobody thinks his, you know, George Seifert goes to Carolina. You know, the second stint's hurting my first stint. And I think sometimes we lose sight of how hard it is because if you get with the wrong owner and, and you're going, so, you may never get there. Marty Schottenheimer was 8-8. Eight and eight. Dan Snyder fired him. Absolutely. So, home, like Holmgren in his first turn in Green Bay wins 67% of his games to Super Bowls. Uh, well, he goes to Seattle and they win 54% and go to a Super Bowl. It doesn't seem as good. It's amazing. And I put together a slide actually um, showing Holmgren, Reeves, Shanahan, and Coriel. And Holmgren and Coriel actually went to two different places and had winning records in both. Okay. Division titles, that type of stuff. Turned them quick. Like Holmgren went to the playoffs his first year with John Kitten as the quarterback. They haven't been in the playoffs in a decade. Coriel goes to the Cardinals, goes to the Chargers. They immediately turn. Uh, Reeves was a great coach. I mean, maybe he should be in two, but he had a winning record in one place. Even Mike Shanahan, great coach, but he had a winning record in one place, was 40% in the other, 37.5% in the other. It's hard to do, even for guys that are that good and should be considered. Mm -hmm. So when you actually do that and check those boxes, like you're talking about Marty, uh, we can talk about the Super Bowls and all of that. If you have a, if you just can't win in the playoffs, I mean, we have to discuss it. But but to be able to turn places multiple times is really hard to do with different quarterbacks as well. Again, uh, Mike Sando joining yeah. us right now I, at Sando NFL here. I I wish we had longer, Mike, because this is such a, a conversation that we could get so much deeper in. I would just add, you mentioned the Mike Holmgren piece. When he went to Green Bay, hadn't been to the playoffs in a decade, hadn't won a division title in over two decades, and immediately turns that, that franchise around as well. The context matters for this stuff, and I think that's kind of the, the greater point. Statistical, context, all, all very important. And it also leads into what we're talking about right now with these in-season awards, where we've seen the betting market start to formulate after four weeks, at least in the MVP market. Pretty much four guys right now, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you have Lamar Jackson, and now you have Jalen Hurts, who's moved into that mix as well in the 5-1, to 5-50 range. How do you evaluate the race through what you've seen in this first month of the year? Yeah, well, I think there's two different things. There's the, there's the betting perception and what people – that may be different than my criteria. So I would do Patrick Mahomes right now. Um, he leads the league in EPA per pass play after losing Tyreek Hill. They're filling with other guys. If you care about pass rating, I don't as much, but he's number one in that. Uh, he, his team leads the league in offensive EPA, but of the 32 quarterbacks that qualify, his team's 27th in the combined equivalent on defense and special teams. They had a terrible meltdown special teams game against Indy. That's the only reason they've lost. So I look at that. I look at those things, plus just the bona fides. We know that Mahomes is real, and we think that Jalen Hurts could be, but you know, if he, had, if he fell off over the second half of the season, it wouldn't be a huge shock where I think we know, we trust what we see, what we know with Mahomes and doing it without Tyreek Hill is impressive to me. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think they've, you know, last week I, 
I, against Indianapolis, I was shocked they were able to get the ball to Kelsey as much as they are. And then I was really shocked they were able to get the ball to Kelsey mm-hmm. against Todd Bowles' defense. And I just felt like, yeah. you know, that there is so hard. And Andy called, I think, 37 runs in that game, which is unique for Andy to do. And I think that helps Mahomes, too, because they're no longer trying to have that quick strike, one-play drive. They're actually being methodical and utilizing the weapons. And I think Mahomes, who didn't play well last year, Mike, I think he's playing at a, at a higher level this year oh. than he has even in the year they won the Super Bowl. And they had to make these adjustments because of all the too high coverages and people just saying you're not going to beat us deep. But I think that's really hard to do if Tyree kills there. You, I mean, he's like a drug. You've got to, you've got to take <laughs> yeah. it, right? He's there. You've got to force those things. And if you're not, he's going to be looking with his you know palms up back to the huddle like, hey, let's go. Let's get it going. I think they've had to fully embrace this sort of transition on the offense that is benefiting them um, in, a, in a great way. And and we'll see how it goes over the course of the season. I've just been very impressed uh, by him and them. We take it for granted because they're always just so dang good. But but uh, it's an impressive deal. It is amazing that the tax in the at least we're talking betting market specifically, guys. How people just assume, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. He'll he'll be there. And uh, five to one, even though the numbers don't lie, and yeah. the consistency is is absolutely amazing. It is wild though, and we'll get you out of here on this, Mike. The fact that the one team the Chiefs lose to in, in the first four games is Indianapolis, a team that appears to be broken in so many different ways, one, two, and one. What's the what's the issue right now through your eyes, Mike, when you watch what's going on in Indy? Yeah, I think they lack speed on the perimeter. If you look at their team and where their best players are, it's, it's up the middle with a little bit of less premium positions and a guard, a running back, uh, their inside linebacker who's injured. Um, I think that's part of it. I think they never solved the left tackle situation. We talk about quarterback. They've been looking for a guy there, but left tackle – Costanzo retires. I mean, they're they're bad there. Their line is diminished. And then I think all of those things reduce the margin for error for Matt Ryan, who can't create anything on his own. Things have to be perfect. If you put Matt Ryan in a great situation with great protection, uh, with guys winning their one-on-one matchups, I think he can still direct the offense. But he can't create on his own. And when it's not there, man, he gets hit. The ball's coming out. It looks terrible. So They'll probably get a little better as they, as they get more familiar together, but they're a team to me that desperation to, hasn't been how they've operated, but they need to make a move for a receiver or somebody who's got speed who can shake that thing up. Agree with that, Michael? Yeah, I do. I do completely. Yeah, yeah I think he's dead on accurate. I mean, you know, and in this league right now, if you can't get a second look with your quarterback, you better be really good in the offensive front. Totally fair. Uh, Mike Sando, so kind to join us at Sando NFL. Mike, thank you as always. Great discussions and insight whenever you have you on. We really appreciate it. Hey, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Mike. All right, hour number one in the books. Harry Gagnon will join us from the Against All Odds podcast. In our second hour, we have to talk a bunch of different storylines. We'll go next Talking Baltimore. I haven't been able to close out these games. What's the issue there? We'll get Michael's thoughts next here on the Lombardi Line. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.